Now what? Now what? Now what? Now what? Now what? Now what? Okay. Take two. Take two. Yeah, here we are. Spray. Mm-hmm. Oh. How are you feeling tomorrow? I've been better. I, been better. Uh, <laughs> I've been better. Still smiling, still yeah. showing up on the mic, but uh, yeah. my run with not having COVID has ended. I was hoping to be the last person on the planet to have it. Um, but on Friday, that run was done. I'm very competitive, as you can tell. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. So Friday, it took you out Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Mm-hmm. Well, you're not doing so bad. Taste Tuesday, you're up. Mm-hmm. That's that's really good. As long as I stay fairly still, I'm okay. okay. But it's one of those things that as soon as you do something, you feel like you've run 10K. That's crazy. Wild. It's bizarre. See, I changed my words there. Wild. Did you notice? It's wild. I did notice. I I know you're very conscientious of the words you use now. Yeah, I'm being very conscientious. Yeah. Uh, It is a sunny day here in San Francisco, believe it or not. Hmm. I have not taken the dogs out, so they're a little frisky. (laughs) This is the second time we've tried to do this episode. So we're hoping that this is two times, two mm-hmm. times we're in like Flynn. Uh, I want to say thank you for listening. You're listening to the Now What Society. I'm hanging out with my friend Tamar Medford. And I'm hanging out with my friend Lane Kennedy. And you're hanging out with us. Thank you so much for hanging out with us again. And if you haven't shared the show yet, I want to invite you to just share it with a friend. Mm-hmm. Or leave us a five-star review over on iTunes so other people can find it. That's right. It's a whole thing, you know, it's like a racket. It's a lot. It's really kind of a bummer. It is. I wish it was easier, but mm-hmm. when people do leave a review, that's why when I find a show that I really like, I do like to leave those reviews because it, yep. it shares it with more people. So yeah. share the love. Share the love. We really, really, really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was having this moment the other day and today and every day when I'm like, okay, we're going to get on the mic, we're going to talk. And I thought, why don't we invite our audience as guest? Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? I think it's a fabulous idea. Because I think that would be so much fun. Yeah. For those people listening, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, you have your shows. I, if, you know, say, I don't know, Jason mm-hmm. opened mm-hmm. up and said, hey, anybody listening to the show, do you, whoever wants to come join us? I mean, you'd probably jump all over that. I would be the first in line. Mm-hmm. I, and if, uh, yes. Can you imagine me, Jason, Will, and Arnett? Like, <laughs> you put that on repeat. <laughs> oh my God. I would just love it so much. Yeah. So if you're interested, head on over to the nowwhatsociety.com. You'll find that big orange button and just send us a note that says, Yes, I want to be on the show. We'd mm-hmm. love to have you. Mm-hmm. Uh, today, we're talking about spiritual experiences, or this month, we're actually talking about GOD the universe, uh, you know, what, what keeps you going? Mm -hmm. What do you think about this tomorrow? This spiritual growth stuff. 
for me, it's evolved clearly Mm -hmm. since, Mm -hmm. you know, day, I wouldn't say day one, but when I found an alcohol-free lifestyle, I also found my spiritual path. And I really believe that I hit my spiritual bottom, which caused me to make some different choices in life that made me change. And one of the biggest things that I've noticed is that I'm able to laugh. I'm able to continue to move forward regardless of my circumstances. And there's been some heavy stuff lately. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, my girlfriend actually said it to me. And we, I think we had a conversation about this and thought that's a really cool topic is she said, one of the things I really admire about you is even when you're going through really tough stuff, you always find it in you to laugh or to tell a joke. And that's something that I was never able to do before. Hmm. I like that. I like being able to bring laughter or levity to a situation. (laughs) Right. Because before there was none. (laughs) (laughs) And still today there can be like none. Right. Depending on where you're at spiritually. So uh, do you want to divine or define divine? (laughs) That was that was was good. That was good, right? That Do you want good. to define a spiritual? For you, we're just talking for you. Yeah, what, we're talking what does for it me. Mean to be spiritual. Spiritual for me is being in a different state. It's being in the state of gratitude. It's being able to be present. It's being able to tap into that intuition where I can make better choices right? Or at least the choices that I'm making, I feel like they're the right choices. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Being present. Mm -hmm. I think that's, that's what is spiritual. It's being present. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's the obvious of being kind and loving, but when I think about how I live in the world and the world that we live in, it's not always kind and loving. Mm Mm-hmm. And sometimes I react because I'm in the human form, having a human experience. And when somebody cuts me off, I have a visceral reaction, right? And I think like everything that I'm involved with is spiritual. Mm-hmm. Everything. It's uh, that has evolved over the years. I used to think that, you know, being spiritual was only me sitting on the mat or being at a place where I worshiped or communed with others. Uh, and it's in the last, probably since the pandemic where I really had this, this is all spiritual. All of it is spiritual. It's pretty profound. It really is. And I think about, you know, you saying being spiritual is being in the present. Mm-hmm when we spend so much time with those around us focusing on the future or focusing on the past, Mm -hmm. we're really not in a spiritual state. No. Right. Whereas when we can actually be present with those that we're with in that moment Mm -hmm. and not worry or not reflect back all the time, you know, like it is good to look back and see why you do things and change those behaviors. But there's, there's a fine line there. Yep. And, you know, I have a partner in my life now who she shows up mm-hmm. no matter what. And that has really taught me how to show up spiritually. 
It's mm-hmm. crazy. It's still like it's overwhelming sometimes. Yeah, it is. It's nice to be around others who are on or aware of their spirit and how their spirit is evolving. You mentioned a spiritual bottom. So why don't you define that? And I'll think of mine as well. That spiritual bottom was just not wanting to exist anymore. You know, I have hit many physical. Dude, you go dark. I did. (laughs) I was dark, though. Like physical bottoms right in my drug and alcohol consumption didn't look pretty, you know, but I was still existing somewhat spiritual bottom meant like I felt like I had nothing left in me you know I I I I just couldn't see what my life was going to look like and it, it that spiritual bottom to me was that you have to change or you know it's not it's not looking good for you and it was almost like that divine you said the word divine mm-hmm. I felt like in that moment when I thought I don't want to be here anymore I don't want to hurt the people I love mm-hmm. I can't mm-hmm. see a way out I had that divine intervention and it was almost like no 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 there's something more I didn't know what that was at the time but mm-hmm. it was almost like this this hope that came in me that I was like okay you know what not today not today Tamar not today yeah I like that how it isn't today, today, you know, you're going to hold on for one more day. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've had many spiritual bottoms over the past 25 plus years in my recovery. I had far more (laughs) in my drinking and using time. Mm -hmm. I mean, seriously. Uh, But I think these spiritual bottoms are a tool for awakening Mm -hmm. and there is an emptiness that I begin to feel a separation, mm-hmm. uh, a dissatisfaction where everything is just not right. Right. Just not, it's not meeting my expectations. <laughs> I just like, oh my God. Uh, it's the spiritual bottom is kind of awkward. Mm-hmm. And not a good awkward in the sense that I don't know what to do with myself. It's like I'm going around in circles with myself, feeling empty, alone, and dissatisfied. Yeah. It's not okay. But it is okay because it's spiritual. Yes. And one thing I'd like to add is that when I went through my spiritual bottom, I felt as though I had everything that society wanted me to have. I was married. I owned a home. I had a nice vehicle. Of course, I was, you know, financially bankrupt, but I had all the things, but yet I still felt incredibly empty. Yeah, I think that's a uh, a diagnostic <laughs> measurement. <laughs> Emptiness. Yeah. Yeah, I have all the stuff. I have checked off all the, you know, little boxes. Um, I have the career. I make this income. I uh, had traveled to these countries. I have this car. I have this wardrobe, these shoes, that, right? This degree, like all of that stuff. But the emptiness is a marker of spiritual, uh, spiritual disease, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that spiritual bottom 
that so many of us are living in today, mm-hmm. right? So many women are in this kind of glum place. Mm-hmm. It's heartbreaking to me. It is heartbreaking. And we have this comparison thing that a lot of mm-hmm. us do. I've really mm-hmm. tried to stop doing this. Yeah, you're good at that. You're good at stopping. Like, I'm like, if I notice it, I'm like, we've got to change it. But, you know, I used to hear a lot, you know, when I didn't have money and I'm still, you know, I'm not wealthy by any means. Right. I'm but now I get why people are like money doesn't fix things, stuff, material possessions. It doesn't fix things because, you know, when I go when I was going through my hard times and I was in my pity pot, I would look at people and say, well, how could they be depressed? They have money. They have a nice home. They have a marriage like but we don't know what's going on spiritually. Right. What is their what is their mental state like? Just because you have all this stuff does not mean that you're spiritually fit. It does not mean you're happy. And it goes I go back to what I was saying that everything is spiritual. Yes. So even the isolation and the emptiness and the dissatisfaction is spiritual. So from my perspective, it's how, how am I shaping that spiritual life? Mm-hmm. How am I showing up for it? Am I judging people who have money? Is that spiritual fitness for me? Right. Because I think everybody's at their own place. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wrote about this in my second book, like the hierarchy. There's no spiritual hierarchy. Mm -hmm. It's just, we're all here trying to figure it out. And if we are, uh, what's the word? If, if contemptuous contempt, we have contempt Mm -hmm. and we're, we're not investigating. Oh, I am judging. Then I'm not growing or evolving. I'm not having a spiritual growth period. I don't know. People, I I feel like, okay, I'm just going to take my profession. You know, they think, oh, meditation teacher is supposed to be so kumbaya. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me tell you something. I'm not kumbaya. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. You'll be the first one to tell me. No, you're not, Lane. (laughs) 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 Right. Like I am misjudgy over here, but I'm not poo-pooing myself and saying, oh, Lane, you're supposed to be doing ABC because you are a meditation teacher. You know what I mean? It's like, I'm on this path and it's a spiritual path. Absolutely. I a hundred percent agree. I think people give themselves a really hard time mm-hmm. with, you know, I'm supposed to be spiritual and it's supposed to look like this and social media fucking killed it. Right. Like this whole you know, I'm, I'm trying to be spiritual. I'm trying to meditate. I'm trying to be, you know, doing whatever it is, you know, and then all these air quote influencers started showing all this fluff. Oh, look at me sitting on a pillow. I'm all kumbaya. Like, no, that to me is not spiritual no. because I guarantee you that influencer is probably dropping F-bombs like me, mm-hmm. flipping people off, telling herself that she hates herself. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm not enough. Right. Like I'm just in the mindset. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not bagging on anybody. I'm just saying like, there was such a shift when Instagram hit in the spiritual kind of realm, I guess, Mm -hmm. 
you know, because back in the day it was Marianne Williamson, you know, and Thich Nhat Hanh and, uh, you know, there were Pema Chodron. And there was like a handful of, for lack of a better way, of leaders kind of pushing forward, like what is spirituality? Mm -hmm. That spirituality movement. And then the influencers got in, it just became shit show. And that's why, you know, when I hear somebody um, like yourself, there's other, you know, meditation teachers out there that actually swear and drop the F-bomb once in a while. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That is what I can relate to. And I don't swear a lot, um, but that I can relate to that more because my head will start to, you know, go into all these wild thoughts and that's reality to me, right? Not being able to sit still for 10 minutes. Like I can't, same thing. Like I can't sit cross-legged. When I sit cross-legged and try and meditate, like two minutes in, I'm like, okay, I need to like release the legs. I need to mm -hmm. like stretch mm -hmm. out. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's, you know, what I can relate to. So I'm, I'm grateful <laughs> that you do this stuff and you're just you. Well, I think that, again, I go back to everything is spiritual. Everything is spiritual. Mm -hmm. every part of it. I mean, even the influencers who trashed it, right? Because there is an evolutionary process mm -hmm. of each one of us finding our own way, mm -hmm. our own path, what's going to work for us, what's going to connect us to that source to keep us, you know, vertical. Yes. Because we go dark. You just talked about it. You go dark on that spiritual bottom. I go dark too. Yeah. So we need to stay vertical and the spiritual, like having, when everything is spiritual, it's like, how am I going to navigate through everything? Mm -hmm. Well, you better find something. Yeah. And we actually had a conversation with one of the girls the other night about mm. the topic of God, right? Oh, because that? Uh, it was very, it was fascinating. So let's tell, tell our listeners how old? Uh, 17. There we go. Thank you. Um, a lot of influence first mm -hmm. from school. And because mm -hmm. I think at 17, you're kind of at that age where you really start to form these solid opinions, right? Because yes. you decide who you're going to surround yourself with. Yes. And, you know, for me, when I grew up, I went to church very young. I, after a while, my parents are like, okay, no, we're, we're out. Like we're moving away. Not because of that, but it was that punishing God. So if anybody's listening right now and has a problem with religion like take mm -hmm. out take away the religion part right now because i yep. had to do that yeah um because we have all our opinions formed of what we've been raised to believe that everything is very punishing and everything has to be done just so and that's the conversation that we had the other day is that you know your higher power god universe love whatever you want to call it is love essentially and there is none of that punishing because I think that deters people, right, from wanting to take this spiritual journey. And I had to let go of that. And I go to church again, but I don't have to take everything as that it's set in stone. That is what I have to believe, right? For me, it's my journey. And I, I want to bring that up because I felt that way. Whenever I'd hear somebody say, God, I'd be like, hmm. Yeah, not, not picking that part of the journey, but that has yeah. changed my life. That has kept me in this alcohol-free journey of mine. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, and that's allowed me to get through some tough shit. Yeah. I think, you know, this topic of spiritual growth and being able to share 
you know, where we're at with a 17 year old, with a 13 year old, with, you know, an 80 year old, Mm -hmm. you know, I I was sitting with somebody recently, um, you know, in their seventies and it was a different conversation, right? It was so, and we were talking about a spirit, it was a spiritual conversation and the evolution of what that meant to them. So it's so good. It is good. It is so good. It's just, again, being present, being aware, being able to ask questions about someone's journey. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. It's like food for the soul. It is. And, And we all need it. Yeah. In the world that we live in right now, we need more soul food. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Uh, and money doesn't fix the soul. I want to hit on that part real quick that you mentioned, mm-hmm. um, like having all the stuff. There's a lot of people that have a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that that as well is spiritual. It's their spiritual journey. Mm-hmm. Cause sometimes I think there's a guilt perspective of being in that position. Like I have all this stuff and I still feel horrible and I'm not spiritually connected, but I just want our listeners to know from my own personal experience that is spiritual mm-hmm. having it, yeah. not having it. Right. I have been in both, like <laughs> I have been broken, poor, homeless and, you know, to living a very comfortable life mm-hmm. and everything in between yeah. all spiritual. Yeah. All spiritual. Yeah. Uh, do we want to give them an exercise to do? Well, you know, we talked about this a little bit on our episode that we recorded uh, just last week, right? About mm-hmm. tapping into your GOD is mm-hmm. writing down what what that spirituality looks like for you, right? Mm-hmm. I, I mentioned writing down what this higher power universe, whatever that you want to believe looks mm-hmm. like, but also writing out like what what makes you feel spiritually connected what makes you want to laugh even when you feel like crying Mm -hmm. yeah what are those things it's good to have a list of those things Mm -hmm. because when we do go dark and everybody does Mm -hmm. you have that list made up and placed somewhere where you can see it yep right so i watch mission impossible Mm -hmm. that's right (laughs) That was a spiritual act for me to watch Mission Impossible. Yeah. I was kind of down. I didn't know what to do with myself. I was like, oh. And then I remembered, oh, yeah, I love movies. And I love Tom Cruise. I love, you know, the adventure stuff. I almost did Top Gun again. I almost did Top Gun again tomorrow. And I was like, oh, God, that would just be like way too many times. What are you at now? Four. Are you okay? I'm at four, but I did... Watch the football scene, scene a fifth time. Oh my god! Because I didn't have time to watch the whole movie, and I just so I love the song, love the scene. He just went to that, and but again, knowing that, right? Yeah, yeah. I yeah. can listen to that song now, mm-hmm. and it mm-hmm. does something to my brain. It brings back yeah. those good memories, and if yeah. I'm having, if I'm feeling not so spiritually fit. Listening to a song like that will mm-hmm. trigger those memories or charge mm-hmm. those memories. And I feel great. 
Yeah. Yeah. So that's our invitation for you today is to make a list of the things that you love, uh, that you would do even when you're crying, <laughs> like when, when the bottom is fallen out, mm-hmm. when you're feeling empty and broken, uh, that list is so, so important. Mm-hmm. Tamar, I'm digging this. That's good. Yeah. Uh, I have a question. Oh, you do? Bring it. Yeah. Ready? 90s. Okay. Ready? Yep. Who played the title character on Allie McBeal? Oh, I love that show. Yeah. And she's gone now. She's like done nothing since then. I know. And I always joke around about, ah, oh, I totally just had an Allie McBeal moment. <laughs> I, I can't, I can't remember her name. Alista Flockhart. Oh, Flockhart. Alista Flockhart. Yeah. yeah when I got that. Yeah. No, I wonder where she is and what she's doing. I, I wonder what happened to her. Um, yeah. That's that a was, great show. That was a great show. Mm-hmm. I missed that show. Yeah. Uh, all right. Anything else? Ask me one more. I, I think yeah. I need. I think I need one okay. more. Okay. Oh, here. No, that one's way too easy. Not doing that one. Um, how about what profession was Julia Roberts' character in Pretty Woman? <gasps> she was a girl of the night. What's the politically correct term? Prostitute. Prostitute. I, I don't. I just. I were very mindful on the show now about the language yes. you use. So okay, yes. there we go. Prostitute. Mm-hmm. So there it is. So one and one. There you one are. One and one. Yeah, we'll keep playing. Yep. Uh, we have a special going on over in the community right now. I hope that you'll join us if you are a part of recovery or not. You can find more out over at thenowwhatsociety.com. Tamar, it's been awesome hanging out with you talking about spiritual matters. I can't wait to do it again. Yeah, so much fun, Lane. Thanks, Bye, everyone. everyone.